Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Eileen Talks Menopause. When it comes to menopause, I always say knowledge is power. So keep listening to learn about all things perimenopause and menopause and gain the knowledge and power to take control of your symptoms, ease worries, and find the answers to questions you didn't even know you had. Constantly craving chocolate, biscuits, or crisps? Food cravings can be a big problem for many during the perimenopause and menopause. This week on my podcast, I take a look at what can cause these cravings, the types of foods you can crave, and what you can do to help get these cravings under control. So let's get started. Are you finding that you're constantly craving chocolates, biscuits, crisps, pasta, rice? Um, It's a big problem in the perimenopause and, and menopause. A lot of women find that they are craving certain foods and that their appetite is just going totally out of control. So what I'm going to do this week is look at why this can happen and how you can help yourself. So the problem is that when we start to crave these foods, they tend to be not the healthiest ones. And also that can very quickly disrupt our healthy eating patterns. Very often we will binge and it will be high sugar, high salt and high fat foods. All the things that are not particularly good for us on on a daily basis. So one of the main reasons is low blood sugar levels. Now, the problem is that our ability to control our blood sugar levels, which keeps our appetite stable, can become very erratic in the perimenopause and menopause. It can go up and down really quickly. You can literally be fine one minute and the next minute you get this huge urge and craving to have something sweet and nothing um, you can say to yourself will stop that particular craving. This situation, it tends to be your sugary ones, so it's sweets, chocolates, chocolate biscuits, um, your simple carbohydrates, so that's your cakes and your puddings. It can also be caffeine because what happens is that these foods and caffeine they will bring your blood sugar levels back up really quickly. So, you know, suddenly you'll feel so much better. But because these are very um, simple foods and, and the drinks, your blood sugar levels will drop really quickly. So you might feel fine for an hour and then all of a sudden the whole thing happens again. So you get this vicious cycle of craving these foods and drinks, feeling good for a little while, then feeling lousy again, and it can just go on and on, and it can be very difficult to control. Number two, it can be fatigue and poor sleep can do it. Now, these are both such common perimenopause and menopause um, problems. Again, poor sleep will make you crave foods, and they know that um, getting poor sleep can up your calorific intake by maybe two or 300 calories a day without you actually realizing it. And when you are really tired and fatigued, again, you're wanting a quick hit. You know, you, you might find a common time for, for the fatigue and, and low blood sugar dip is about three o'clock in the afternoon. 
and especially if you're working, you need that big boost of energy. So again, it's going to be the carbohydrates, the biscuits, the cakes, the, the chocolate, the, the, the sugary foods, anything like that that's going to give you that boost. But of course, um, like the, the low blood sugar, you're going to crash very quickly as well. And then you're going to crave more of these foods. Number three is stress and anxiety. So again, in the menopause, our emotions can be all over the place and you can suddenly find that you start that emotional eating. So you just feel a bit low, a bit down, a bit anxious, and you're just reaching for something that's going to bring your mood up. So you feel better after you've eaten these foods or, or the drinks. And then, of course, you start to feel guilty because you've eaten too much again. So these tend to be the comfort foods. So you might crave a big bowl of cereal and, and milk with some extra sugar on the top, or it can be stodgy puddings, or it can be loads of potatoes or chips or crisps. And, and again, it can be the sugary and the fat foods. What they do is they very quickly raise a chemical in the brain called serotonin and serotonin makes you feel good. But again, you're going to get that nice hit. You're going to feel lovely for a little while and then you're going to, to dip again. So you're going to be reaching for more of the biscuits and, and the stodgy foods. Number four can be nutritional deficiencies. Now, remember that your nutritional needs go sky high in the perimenopause and menopause. Your body needs more of everything just in order to to keep everything stable. So if your body is not getting enough of certain nutrients, you will start to crave foods that contain them. And it's a bit like pregnancy. Um, very often you, you get the food cravings and it's just because your body needs something extra. So if you are craving salty foods, it can very often mean you're a little bit deficient in things like magnesium, calcium and potassium. Again, if you're um, craving the, the dairy, you're, you're wanting loads of, of cheese and, and yogurt and maybe extra milk, that can be an indication that you may be a little bit low in calcium. So for this one, just have a good overhaul of your diet to make sure that, that you're getting everything that, that you need. In the perimenopause, especially if your periods are starting to become a little bit irregular, you may find that your PMS cravings get more exaggerated. So you might find that a week before your period, you start on, on the sugar cravings. Um, and again, with this particular one, cravings before a period, those cravings can add up to four or 500 extra calories a day. So if you're in the stage where you're maybe wanting to, to maintain your weight or you find that you're putting on weight, even a few days a week of those extra calories can really contribute to perimenopause and menopause weight gain. So what can you do to help yourself here? The really important thing is to keep your blood sugar level stable. If you do that, it's going to knock out most of these cravings. So it's about eating little and often. It's making sure you're getting plenty of protein, healthy fats, um, and loads and loads of different vegetables and fruit. The more nutrition that you give your body, the less it's going to crave um, and anything at all. So 
Don't skip meals, really important, and especially breakfast. Your body is going on a long journey every single day at this point, and it needs to be well maintained before you start the day. So eat well, again, just make sure that you're getting a little bit of everything. Have a look at your diet. Are you getting enough protein? A lot of women are not eating enough protein at this particular time, and that will have a big impact on blood sugar levels. The same with healthy fats. And I know there's this whole issue of, oh, if I'm putting on weight, the one thing I cut is the fats. Fats help to stabilize your blood sugar levels. And very often, having a little bit of healthy fat with each meal is going to be a lot less calorie wise than if you don't take any and then you binge on the biscuits and, and, and the crisps. So sometimes it's a little bit of a trade off, um, but just having extra healthy fats can make a huge difference to how you feel too. Uh, also substitute the, the white food. So if you're eating a lot of white bread, white um, rice and white pasta, these shoot your blood sugar levels up really quickly. So substitute for wholemeal, um, bread, pasta. You can get great different substitutes. Instead of wheat, you can get buckwheat noodles, you can get pea protein um, noodles and, and spaghetti. So there's a load of different things that you can swap that will be much better for you um, at the end of the day. The other thing that's really important here is to chew your food slowly. We're all busy. You know, I do it myself. You've got a little while for lunch. You chomp, chomp, swallow, and suddenly your, your lunch is all gone and you just feel as if you haven't had anything. It can take your brain 20 minutes before it realizes that your stomach is full and you don't need anything else. So if you eat your food in 10 15 minutes, your brain doesn't recognize that you've had enough and it will keep you perpetually hungry. So the really good tip here is slow down your eating, take at least 20 minutes to eat your meal, sit away from everything else so you're not watching the TV, you're not on your computer, you're not walking. That's one of the best things. One of the worst things you can do is to actually eat when, when you're on the go because it just switches off your, your appetite control. And if you take 20 minutes to chew your food slowly, you're doing two things. You're making sure that your brain knows that you've had enough, you don't need any more. You are chewing your food thoroughly so you're getting all the nutrients that your body needs. So doing this, just taking that little bit of extra time will give you better nutrition and you will eat less, which is really good if you're actually counting at the calories. So it's really worth putting in that little bit of extra time every single day. Limit the bad foods you have in your house. Um, I'm an emotional eater. If, if I get kind of upset or extra stressed, I get the sugar cravings. Um, and for me, it tends to be things like um, bread and oat cakes and, and pasta, that, that type of thing. So one of the things I've learned over the years is I just don't have them in the house. Um, and then if I do get that kind of um, emotional cravings, I will go, I'll just make myself a boiled egg or um, have something that's more kind of protein fat related. So instead of just reaching into the cupboard and picking a packet of something and eating it, 
I actually have to go and make something. And very often by the time you've made that little bit of food, these hunger pangs have actually um, disappeared or your anxiety levels have gone down as well. If you really do get the sweet cravings, then have some medjool dates. They are really lovely. They're very big. The medjool dates are about this size. They are very, very sweet. And I don't know anybody that could eat more than a couple uh, at a time. They release their energy slowly. So they're not going to give your blood sugar levels that big hit. But it just makes you feel as if you've had something, you know, a little, little bit of a, of a treat. Look at how you sleep, um, try and, and get your stress under control because these will all help to minimize the, the sugar cravings. Remember too that very often when we think we're hungry, it's because we're thirsty. Our body is getting dehydrated. So whenever you get the food cravings, first thing to do is have a glass of water and then see whether you really do need something extra to eat. And the other thing which is last but not least is um, there's a lot of indications coming out now as to how important our friendly bacteria are both to hormone regulation and also to keeping our blood sugar stable. So if you're getting a lot of digestive problems, if you've got things like IBS, if you've had a lot of antibiotics, then it's quite likely that your friendly bacteria are not particularly happy. Um, so doing things like um, a really good daily probiotic can work wonders for this. You can look at our Molkazan fruit, which is indicated for supporting digestion. And we also have, if you, you're more into the emotional eating, we have uh, one of our flower essences called Craving Essence. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe. Take care and thank you for listening.